Hello and welcome to Boyle Meets World. I'm your host, as always, Andrew Boyle. And to this day, I'm still not funny. Um, Yeah, we're t- probably day 20 into quarantine. And still, with all this time to myself, even though I'm an essential worker, all this time to myself, all this time to reflect, still can't find anything about me to ever be funny, and I don't expect that. I mean, after all this, after all this time to work on being funny and having comedic relief for myself. I'm, I'm, I'm unable to do it. And at this point, I just think I'm going to give up on the whole trying to be funny thing. But today, I'm not going to talk about the whole virus thing going on because who wants to hear about that? Um, like I said, I've had some time to reflect on these 20 or so odd days of not much to do, not much of interaction with anyone because of all the social distancing that we're currently experiencing. So, um, it allowed me to reflect and remind me of a couple, couple things I want to talk about on a podcast, but just either forgot about, never got around to doing. And what I'm going to talk about today is probably one of my least favorite, favorite stories of all time. Um, it's a story of deceit, um, a story of betrayal, It's a comedy, it'll make you laugh, it'll make you cry. Um, Obviously nothing about me is funny in this story, but I mean, I I find it to be fairly funny even though I was on the receiving end of a not so great experience that ended up taking care of itself, but nonetheless, um, Waxen's World was supposed to be on this podcast because he's part of the reason that this whole situation was all possible. Um, He put off being a part of this, so I figured I wasn't going to wait anymore, he doesn't get to defend himself, he doesn't really have a leg to stand on in this anyway, he's 100% completely wrong, Um, but anyway, without further ado, let's dive on in, Um, I remember it like it was yesterday, it was a day much like today, um, April 8th, 2020, we're looking at 77 degrees currently, Um, driving home from work, like I said, I'm an essential worker, so I still have a job at this point. But none of that matters. Um, it was actually the morning. I would have to say it's around 8.30 in the morning. Um, probably was a Wednesday or something like that because I had a 9 a.m. class. Um, so about 8.30 in the morning. And I see Jackson walk into, um, let me, a little bit more backstory. And I promise I'll get into this. Um, I am a senior at Marion University at this point. Um, Jackson is finishing up his fifth year. We're about a month away from graduating. Um Jackson and I lived together in a house um, our both senior years. Um, So obviously we didn't live on Marion's campus. And Marion charged an outrageous amount of money for an off-campus parking pass. Something that neither of us... I mean, we were able to pay it, but we didn't want to pay it. So I had the bright idea of, you know, I've had an on-campus parking pass before... Um, I've seen what the, like, the commuter passes look like, so I snapped a picture of it, and I went home and photoshopped it and made my own pass. Um, I figured, you know, this will suffice. Uh, I ended up printing two, gave one to Jackson, which was my first mistake in trusting Jackson to be able to hold on to something so valuable. Um, I, I should have known that Jackson probably wasn't the best candidate most qualified person be in possession of a fake parking pass. But nonetheless, it worked for a while. I mean, it worked for 
every single day we parked on campus except I, I there's really no except it, w- it would have continued to work had Jackson not pulled his blunder so where Jackson and I like to park at was next to I mean most people that listen to this the five people that will listen to this I might know what I'm talking about so we would park over by Marion University's uh, library which was close to Alumni Hall and there was probably a row of 30 to 40 parking spots um, and the one closest to the library there were four specifically um, that were handicapped spots um, but only three of them actually had the handicapped symbol um, the fourth one had the blue lines but no symbol um and for whatever reason, Jackson thought that he, or that it would be a smart idea for him to, I, I don't know if he was trying to defy the law or what his mindset was, but he thought, oh, well, there's no handicap spot or no handicap symbol. I'm going to park here with an illegal parking pass. So Jackson, one day, like I was getting into earlier, Around 8.30, walks into Alumni Hall and says, I have a boot on my car. MU police throw me a ticket. Um, and when I asked him why, he said for something not... Or basically, he's trying to claim that they got him for something that wasn't illegal. Which, I mean, nonetheless, why would you take a chance with a fake parking pass? But anyway, he parked in a handicapped spot. Marion University Police ran his license plate and then they proceeded to run his parking pass that was obviously fake found out it was fake called him into the police Marion University Police Department and he's saying like a little bitch that he is and he told them everything they wanted to know he threw me under the bus he told them that he wasn't involved he denied any involvement Now, I don't know if all that is true, but I can tell you for sure that he told them that I was involved and that he got the passes from me. So he deflected any of the blame, put it all on your boy. So I'm sitting in class, probably, I mean, I I hadn't thought that he was going to lay it all on me at this point. He, uh, when I saw him at 8.30, he hadn't yet spoken to the Marion University Police Department. It hadn't even registered to me what could potentially go down. I just laughed at him because he had a boot on his car. Um, so Jackson's not, not texting me anymore. We were texting back and forth a little bit about it. He didn't let me know that he was going to go talk to Marion University Police. And then I get an email around 1 o'clock, 1.30, asking me to come down and talk to them. And at this point, I knew that the gig was up. I, I had been thinking about it a little bit. So I go down and I talk to them first. And they're like, please bring your parking pass. And I, I knew it was over. I just didn't know how bad it was going to be at this point. So I go down to the Marin University Police Department. And they ask me... Where did you buy this from? And I wasn't going to lie to him. I knew I was caught. And I said, well, I didn't actually buy it. This is one that I made myself. And I don't know if I'd gotten lucky that day. But I, I very distinctly remember the guy I was talking to 
looked around, made sure no one else was in the office with him. So we looked behind him. He looked behind me, so in front of him. And he said, I'll be honest, this is the best fake parking pass I've ever seen. (laughs) He told me that we definitely would have never been caught if dumbass Jackson had never parked in the handicap spot. He said they definitely, they get fake passes every year. A lot of them are very cheap or poorly done. A lot of them are rushed. He told me that in all of his years as a member of the campus police department, he's never seen a pass look so good or so legit. And he almost, he said he felt bad for me that I got caught, which is surprising. Um, So this kind of put my mind at ease. That kind of made me think, okay, well, I'm not really going to face that big of consequences. So I apologized, went about my day. I figured I was going to have to pay for a parking pass anyway, so... I was ready to do that. Then I get an email from the Dean of Students. Uh, her name is Ruth Rogers at Marion University. Um, and she's not the person you want to be getting an email from. Um, so I go and have a meeting with her. Didn't go as great. Um, I, I was Basically, I found out that I was... I basically broke the student code of conduct. Uh, Marion University works off of what's known as the Franciscan values. Um, I had broken some Franciscan values. I was not in line with the value. Basically, I was not in line with the value system of Marion University. So I was potentially going to be in some trouble here. So like I did with the police department, I laid it all out on the line. Um, I was very honest. I was very, I was willing to take the blame. Unlike Jackson, I didn't throw anyone under the bus. Um, I let her know that I apologize. I, I don't know. I, I can't remember the exact. I probably should have. It would have made this more of an interesting podcast. But pretty much I laid it all on the line for her. I told her I was sorry, which I was. I realized that, well, I wasn't sorry. I was, I was still pissed off because I knew I was going to get away with it if it weren't for Jackson. But anyway, it came decision time. Um, she told me that since it was my first offense, um, that they weren't going to explore the avenue of expulsion. So I would, my biggest thing is I wanted to be able to graduate. Um, I had put in too much time, well, probably not enough time in the classroom in studying, but I put in my three and a half years, probably three and five-sixths of years at Marion University, I was ready to graduate. If I wasn't going to be able to graduate, I probably would never have spoken to Jackson again. So she told me, you know, you're going to have to pay, like, obviously, first off, you're going to have to pay for the year of parking, which I guess was, wasn't as bad of a consolation as I could have faced. And then I was told that I would have to do some community service hours. Now, I didn't have to do these community service hours, but I was given the option to either have this incident on my permanent record, and if a future employer ever called Marion University, they would be basically, they'd be required to let the future employer know about this instance. So I could either roll the dice and take a chance on this being on my permanent record at Marion University, or I could do some community service hours with the university, which weren't... (laughs) I could choose what my community service hours were. So that was nice in itself. Um, So obviously I went back, 
had to go buy an actual parking pass. Luckily, they only made me pay for a half semester rather than a full year. Um, they could have had me on the hook for about 300 bucks. I only ended up paying 150. So then came the time to figure out what I was gonna do for community service. And lo and behold, I remember that Marion University that coming weekend is hosting its own track and field meet. Now, some of you may know, I am on the track and field team. I am a member of the Marion, well, at that time, of Marion, Marion University track and field. So, I had to make sure Ruth Rogers didn't know that. So I emailed her and asked her if I would be able to volunteer at the track meet. Um, so I get a resounding yes. She said that'd be a great opportunity, which tells me that she doesn't know I participate in track and field. So I reach out to our assistant coach, um, tell him that I, for no reason of being in any sort of trouble whatsoever, it doesn't have anything to do with any sort of alcohol or drugs or anything in the classroom. I just need to get a couple community service hours and I ask him if I can do so by assisting with some of the track and field events. Um, which, I mean, he and I were pretty, we were in a good relationship. So he, he said, absolutely, totally understand. You don't have to tell me what it's for. So I have to get 15 hours of community service. Well, I already spent 15 hours at the meet anyway. So my community service hours were actually spent doing exactly what I would have been doing anyway. But if the story ended there, it'd be good enough. But I also worked part-time as an intern for the athletic office, which meant that I already was required to be at the sporting events to post on social media and take pictures. So I did 15 hours of community service. The entire 15 hours I spent on the clock getting paid by the university. So Marion University essentially paid me to do 15 hours of community service. Um, and then I actually, in that 15 hours, made more than enough to buy myself a parking pass a couple times over. So I ended up making money on the deal. Um, got it off my permanent record. Jackson's very lucky that I am easygoing because he really, really pissed me off and he really could have screwed me over on this one. Um, we may have to have a response video from Jackson here. But yeah, it's just one of those things that happened to me. So, like, it wasn't even that long ago. Just one of these weird instances. I, I feel like I always find myself in really weird, stupid situations, much like this one. And I've, I've got stories to tell. Obviously, I'm not funny, but I mean... I've got interesting stories to tell. Hopefully, I can loosen up or free up some more memories of mine because this one was just been sitting there, and I know I've thought about doing a podcast about it, but there you go. There you have it. The time that I um, ran a fake parking pass ring at Marion University and would have never gotten caught had not been for my stupid-ass friend who decided that he could park in a handicapped parking spot. Um... Like I said, I'm not really going to get into the whole virus thing going on, but hopefully everyone's safe, staying healthy. Um, it's already ruined. My, well, I wouldn't say ruined. Ruined. Um, the virus has already pushed back my wedding, so I've had to postpone. So that's a bummer. Don't really want to get into it. But 
like I said, hopefully everyone's staying safe and healthy. Um, I'll start thinking of more podcasts. I know that the Long Dudes podcast, we've got a Saturday segment that we're going to start doing um, regularly. Um, so I know I say this a lot, but be on the lookout for more consistent, above-average media content um, from myself on the Boyle Meets World channel, um, on the Long Dudes podcast with uh, CB3, um, as well as Waxon's World, who, yes, if you're wondering, is the Jackson Naylor cook who screwed me over. But until the meantime, hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and I will see you on the next one.